What's going on? This is the Tap In Podcast. We are live inside of the Tap In studio. Uh, I got a special, special guest. Those who are out there listening, turn your TV up, turn your phone up, get ready to get educated today. <laughs> I got Miss Goody Howard in the building. How are you, yes, ma'am? Yes, yes. I'm great. I'm feeling good, great. Good. So let me tell you, me and my wife was driving around, I think we was in Grand Prairie somewhere, and I seen... Um, like a little SUV, and it says, uh, sexologist <laughs> asks Goody. I was like, hmm, I need to ask Goody. What's, what, 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 is, what is a sexologist? <laughs> so now I, that's why I said, you know what, that's why I reached out to you and was like, hey, I need you on my show. Because you, you saw my little cube. That yes. means it's working. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's working. For the right reasons. For the right Because dudes will DM me and be like, I saw you on the freeway. Like, fam, you didn't even follow me or nothing. You didn't read. <laughs> you didn't see who I was. You just in the DM. Yeah. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Hello there. All so, right. Miss Goody. Yes. So tell me, what is exactly a sexologist? Okay. So... I'm going to first and tell you what a sexologist is not. Okay. So a lot of people, you conflate these terms. So you'll hear a sex expert, you'll hear a sex educator, you'll hear a sexologist, you'll hear a sex therapist. So a sex expert is just a marketing term that those of us in sexuality, education, and pleasure use because lay people recognize sex expert. You can't really be a sex expert because it's so much about sex that you can't be an expert about every, every aspect. It's like being a life coach. You can't coach life, right? You can coach an aspect of life. You can mm. be an organizational coach or a business coach or a time management coach, but you can't be a life coach, right? Uh, yeah, so it's like okay. a sex expert. So that's just a marketing term. Sex okay. educators, sexuality educators, we talk about health, pleasure, and, and all of that in a very educational and academic way. Um, then you have sex therapists that actually sit and do micro practice, direct practice with couples and singles around their challenges and their sexuality. And then you have sexologists who are research driven. We are also educators. Um, we do the research and do a lot of the that backs up the policies that happen in the country, that the research that the curricula that exists is created on. Um, so we do all of those things. And we also tend to be educators and therapists, too. Okay. Um, so I'm an educator and sexologist. I am not a sex therapist. I don't do direct practice at all. Oh, okay. On okay. purpose. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, how did you get started <laughs> in sexologist? How did you, like, you know what? I'm going to take this I'm to just another. be a dildo dealer <laughs> for a living. I'm just, <laughs> yes. Oh, first of all, can I cuss? Is that yeah, a thing? Absolutely. Okay, I don't be knowing because I cuss a lot. No, um, absolutely. <laughs> I'm on my best behavior. Be you, yeah. No, be you. This um, is, Tap in. Well, I've always been uh, the freaky friend, so there's that. Um, I was raised in, a, in what I know now is a sex-positive household, what would be considered a sex-positive household. My parents were naked all the time. We talked about bodies, and, and, you know, I was taught, my mother's a nurse, I was taught about sex very clinically, but we didn't talk about the social impacts of sex and, and the way that those things show up. So I've always been the freaky friend. People ask me questions, and if I didn't know, I would go find out. Um, and I went to a toy party. This is this uh. is where it happened. That I went to a sex toy party, and it's like, like let's say I do a toy party, and then you have me to do a party for your friends, and then somebody books me from that. So we all end up going to the same toy ladies' parties, uh. and so I kept going to the same toy ladies' parties. And she was like, "Well, you're so the questions you're asking and the feedback that you're giving, you need to do this." And I was like, "I don't like sales, and I don't like people. Mm. I don't want to." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "I was like, but I'll, I'll you know have a party for you, and you can make money like that." So. Long story short, I had a party for her. I made a lot of money on the back end because I used to do, like, hostess kickbacks. And right. Stuff. And she's like, well, you made this amount of money, but we have our kits are on sale for this amount of money, and I'm willing to put some of my own money with what you made tonight to get you a kit because 
I really believe that strongly that you should be doing this. And because that black woman poured into this black woman, I was like, if she feel like I can, then, you know. And that's yeah. how I got started. And I was doing, I'm not going to name the company because they're out of business now. Um, but it's basically like Mary Kay for dildos, right? So you have to differentiate yourself from the people doing the same shit you're doing. So I started doing little tips and tricks around oral sex and positions and things like that. And the ladies were like, I pay for this without the without the toys. Mm. And ding, my bachelor's is in business management and development. So oh, okay. I fleshed out those little mini things and made complete workshops. I did some more research and found my own toy wholesaler. So I'm not passionate parties or candy coated or any of that. If you buy toys from me, you're putting money in my house. Mm, okay. Um, and so I've been doing it. I've been doing this almost 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I was an accountant during the day. I've been doing it on the side almost 15 years. I've been doing it full time since December 2016 when I left my corporate job. Because they would dope. not. They didn't want to make time for me to go to grad school. Your job didn't. Mm. And I was like, all right, then. And my husband was like, fuck that job. Right, exactly. I was like, okay, because yeah. we had just had a daughter. I mean, I was breastfeeding. I was so stressed out at my job that I, my milk dried up. Like, I was crying in the shower. Like, it was awful. He was like, fuck that job. Right. I was like, all right. Yeah, fuck, fuck that job. That is dope. Mm-hmm. That is a dope story. That is dope. And so, how can, before we get into everything, how can people, if they want to reach out to you and have their own sex party, how can they reach out to you? Uh, well, I am Ask Goody on everything because people are always asking Goody things, right? So A-S-K-G-O-O-D-Y on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, everywhere. Okay. My website is askgoody.com. My email address is askgoody at gmail.com. Like, if you can't find me, then that's on you. Right, right. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. Okay, so now at these, because I always heard about these parties, right? But you should have a tapping sex toy party. Hey, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Just for your people. I'm with it. I'm with a tapping sex party. It's going down. We sex toy party because if we say sex party, the expectation sex, changes. Right. Okay. And so do so the legalities. Sex toy party. Okay. <laughs> so do the legalities. Okay. Let's not. <laughs> so now what kind of, for the guys who've never attended these kind of parties, mm-hmm. what goes on at the party? What happens? What, what, like, because to me, I imagine just women in lingerie for some reason, and they just holding dildos, everybody walking around with dildos. So what what actually happens? (laughs) That's hilarious. So now there have been, like, people that host me will have, like, oh, this is a lingerie theme, Miss Goody, so you need to dress up, (laughs) ma'am. I'm staff. I'm not participating in your your theme. But I do dress up because they ask. But, like, pajama parties, they happen like that. But when I do the co-ed events... If there's a theme, there's a theme. That's up to the hostess. But I bring my husband with me. I bring my partner with me. Good. And the men just just flock onto him and be like, man, they just ask him all the questions up front. He's been to so many of these, he could probably do this himself. Mm. Um, so how you let your wife do this is the first question. And then, you know, we go. they go into asking really stuff. So I highlight the toys and accessories uh, for men, women, and couples. And dudes don't realize, people with penises don't realize how many toys there are that center the dick. And because when you think of a sex toy, you think a big dick-shaped vibrator. Yes. You don't think about all the other toys and all the other after-uses for those toys that can be used specifically for a penis to improve pleasure for a penis. Like what? Because I've heard of what... um, Do I need to go into the bag? Yeah, go into the bag. But I heard about... It's like a a, a pocket pussy. Oh, yeah. Um, What else? I don't know why. I hope she's in here. 
Um, so the so we asked how the how the parties go. So basically, um, we play a game to warm everybody up, loosen everybody up, and then I talk about the toys that don't vibrate, and then I talk about the toys that do. Okay. And I, I demonstrate the toys, not like I'm playing with them there, you know what I'm saying? But I have like a penis to help me. I have a, a vulva that helps me to like kind of show how the things go. And we talk about how to use them in a couple, how to use them by yourselves. And I mean, and the dudes, I've had, when I have, when there are men present, mm-hmm. first they clowning. Yeah. And then they're like. Yeah, because. I don't know why sex brings out the little kid and in, in in everyone. Everyone. It's not just men. It's everyone. And I think that oh, that's hand sanitizer. I thought that was lube, but it's hand sanitizer. <laughs> because you never know in my bag. Um so I'm looking for this specific toy that I want to show you. Okay. But um yeah, no, it so it does bring out the little the little kid in everybody. So everybody wants to laugh and giggle and sniggle and, and all of that. But then when I start, they're like, Oh shit, wait. It's some real, it's some real information wait, in there. Wait a minute, <laughs> you know. Um, and so it, it always goes to where the dudes. I'll be introducing a toy, and, a, and I had a guy come up and just take it out of my hand. I was like, "Well, this is the last one." I, I said, "I only have one in stock, and this is the last one." And it was still in the box. I was telling him about it. I said, "I'm not going to open it because it's the last one." Uh-huh. And he just came and took it out of my hand. <laughs> he was like, "I want this." Like, That's mine. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. I was like, "Wow," <laughs> but you know. I think I think it's interesting because men, people love me. Like men specifically get, gravitate, and they're first they're shocked they don't know what to think, and then they're like, "Oh, that's my that's my homie right there. That's Miss Goody." You know? Yeah. Like it, so, and it's either either they love me or hate me. There's no in between. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, you know." This I don't see why people hate you. I listen, <laughs> I don't know why either, but it, it, it happens. I'm, I've heard. I've heard. I you know, motherfuckers act right in my face. So yeah. The, the G and me ain't concerned with it. I yeah. feel like if you don't got nothing to say when I'm standing there, then you, ain't, you don't have nothing to say when I'm not. Exactly, exactly. So I'm going to show you this toy. Let me see this. That is my pride dildo. And the reason mm. I switched, I use a pride dildo now. I used to use a lifelike penis, a very, very lifelike penis. Um, What's a lifelike? Like, it really looked like a It looks real... like a dick. Oh, okay. It looks like it has veins and everything, and it was flesh tone. It was racially ambiguous. Um, so he's like a Latin kind of uh-huh. situation but the thing is if somebody i there are certain parts of my presentation where i say you can't don't film or take pictures right now and people still do mm. and so if i'm showing you a blowjob technique on this lifelike dildo and you crop it just right it looks like i'm sucking dick for real mm. so now this one is the one that i use because there's no guessing that this is not a real dick no matter how you crop it so if you're showing me sucking on a dildo you're just promoting my business uh. instead of trying to put out my business gotcha. um and it actually just happened a couple of weeks ago i i was at a party demonstrating a, a technique i had a young lady holding the dick this dick uh-huh. and somebody else w- was recording and it went on twitter and i was trending on twitter the, before i even woke up the next day of you sucking a rainbow uh, yeah, listen i'm gonna show you the, i'm gonna show you the video and you're gonna be like oh okay because it, and it's a stud holding it, it's a, a female holding it and when i tell you I got woke up. My phone was going off. Oh God! So now, is it is a is it a? Oh snap! Oh snap! So you can tell I'm teaching, right? But yeah, at first it does not look like I'm teaching shit. Right. Oh wow! 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Right. But that kind of stuff happens even at the co-ed events. Now, I, in the co-ed events, I hold the dildo myself. It was all girls event, so it was fine having you know one of them doing it. But with a co-ed workshop, I'm very mindful. Even if everyone's not coupled up, I don't want no trouble. Yeah. And so I will teach uh, an oral technique, and then I will you know it's like a little commercial for the workshops that I do. So I don't want nobody to think I'm trying to take their man. I don't want. I'm very happily married. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I was pimping before I got married. So the fact that I retired. <laughs> Let you know that I'm happy with my selection. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there's nothing to worry about. I'm not trying to take your dude, you know. Yeah. But so I hold it myself. But the dudes will be like, "What?" And the women, but the women react more when I do the the little commercial than the dudes. Yeah. But I don't think they they, they feel like they can't say nothing. They, yeah. In their head, they're like, oh, "God damn." But they not. I had one guy that had to go get, get up and adjust himself. Yeah. He was like, "It's good. You're not finna get me put out." Okay. I was like, "Listen." Here. I don't know what to tell you about Okay. This. So this is something that I would talk about in the co-ed. Well, I talk about it in all the workshops, but in the co-ed, this gets a lot of love. Okay. So, um, and with my pride dildo also, so when we talk about, on the pride dildo, you see every color, right? Yeah. So we talk also about gag, gag reflex control and how far down the dildo you can get. Okay. So I even have a little post on Instagram. It's like, it's got a line right here that say before goodies workshop. And it's got a line down here that say after goodies workshop. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if you ever see me reference my purple crew, the purple passion crew. Oh, that's, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm the president. Okay. I'm not only the player. I'm not only the player. I'm the client president. But um, this is Tootsie. Okay. And this is all that you show at the. Uh... This is during the workshop. This is the workshop. Okay. So, so. Tootsie is a pocket pussy, right? Okay. She is anatomically correct. So you see she has lips. Mm, okay. And the ridges match the muscle structure of the vaginal canal. Uh, okay. Okay. So you lube Tootsie up. You lube up the penis. Make the lips kiss the tip. Mwah. And now this is how you use Tootsie. So you can use Tootsie by yourself. Okay. Or your partner can use Tootsie. Are you getting all this? Yes. Your partner can use Tootsie <laughs> in addition to oral sex. So now you're getting all of this on the shaft of the penis. And then she's just rocking the top of the dick. So now uh. she's doing so she don't have to work as hard. If your partner is bigger or thicker than you're used to and you can't deal with all that dick, then Tootsie can handle some of it and you can just handle the rest. Mm. And the beauty of Tootsie is that she swallows. So the big vein on the underside of the dick, you know this because you have a penis, but the but the but the <laughs> Big vein on the underside of the dick is called the vas deferens. And the vas deferens is the, is the vein that brings the semen and sperm from the testicles up out the urethra when you bust. Mm. So if you're paying attention to your dick when you're sucking, it's going to thump. That vas deferens is going to thump two or three good times before he busts because those thumps are bringing the semen and sperm up the dick. Uh, okay. So depending on where you are on team spit versus team swallow, that information is very important. Yes. So, you're sucking dick. You feel like they're finna bust. You pull up and pull. And then you see this suction here? Yeah. It feels like somebody's swallowing. It's just not her. Mm. And then you just take it off and you clean it and you put it back in a Ziploc bag until the next time to play with it. Yeah. And they can find this on your website. On my website. This is Little Tootsie. L-I-L Tootsie. And she's 35 bucks and she comes with lube and cleaner. Oh, shit. Because pleasure is a birthright, and it's, yes. it's not a luxury, and I feel like it should be accessible. If it's not accessible, it's not revolutionary. 
and I consider myself a revolutionary. Okay. <laughs> so let me ask you this: for somebody who, but you have, had you ever seen that shit before? Have you ever had I've never seen like that. that before? No, I haven't. I, so you need to have a co-ed toy party. Okay. Okay. Now, if if somebody who is not used to toys in the bedroom, uh-huh. how do you introduce something like this to your partner? Okay. So I'm, I, what I hear you asking me is. How do you tell these women how to bring toys into a bedroom with a man? No, I, I'm actually the opposite. In general. Oh, how do they, so as a man, how do you bring it in with your woman? Yes. Take her to a toy party. Oh, uh, okay. Take her to a toy party, show her my videos, something. Like, man, I did. I, I heard this lady on whatever, whatever, and, you know, and man, this. what you think about this? <laughs> okay. And call it a damn day. Okay. You know, um, typically the question I get is the reverse because I, I talk about sex and pleasure for all bodies, all folks. Uh, I personally am queer as fuck, so I'm married to a man, but that's not the only, that's not the limit of my attraction. Okay. I want to get into that a little later though. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I wanna, but, yeah. so, but I talk about, so for everybody, but so, so what I get is women asking how can they bring toys into the bedroom with their men? Because again, when you think of a sex toy, you think a big dick shaped vibrator. Yeah. So what I tell them to do is bring a bullet get a just get a little bullet and bring that into the bedroom because it's not big and dick shaped it's not bigger than he is and if it is bigger than him you already love that motherfucker anyway <laughs> yeah. y'all go together you know yeah. what i'm saying that is your person so it don't matter <laughs> it don't matter at that point <laughs> yeah yeah um and then i show them the different ways that a bullet can be used in a couple situation or solo play and how they can kind of talk to each other and then then just just start small when you're introducing in the bedroom just start small yeah, cause I mean, I'm, I'm gonna speak for myself, right? Mm-hmm. My ego uh-huh. won't allow me to have toys in the bedroom. Really? It won't, cause I'm like, listen, if we gotta bring toys, mm-hmm. if I feel like it's it, a commentary on your ability to satisfy your partner, yes, and it's not. That's toys, what I feel like. Toys are enhancements, not replacements. It's what is enhancements? It's she's saying something. Yeah, it's it's. it's it's an enhancement. <laughs> it's a yes and situation. Okay? okay. So toys are enhancements, not replacements. So something like, let's go back in the bag, shall we? Because I saw something in here. Let me get this in here. Because I've been all, all up and through a lot of things this week. Um, so something that vibrates and spins and twirls and lights up and all that good shit. Now, granted, your penis can't do that. Yeah. But that toy can't smack ass and pull hair. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Your yeah, job is safe. Yeah. Don't look at it as competition. Look at it as a teammate. Okay. Okay. Just change my perspective on you, it. It's just a shift. It's yeah, just a shift. Okay. Because we think, oh, man, my dick can't do that. My dick can't spin in circles and vibrate on the clit at the same time. and do. There are accessories that can absolutely turn your dick into a sex toy. Mm-hmm. And, again, the sex toy can't smack ass and pull hair. Don't nobody just want a Depend- sex toy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And all sex toys don't penetrate. All sex toys aren't designed for penetration. Masturbation doesn't just include penetration. So there are so many ways to use. There are over 13 different kinds of orgasms. So you have to step outside of just your genitals in the first place. You can use a vibrator on your nipples, male or female, because Mm. male nipples enjoy stimulation too. But what happens is in society, nipples are feminized. I just just don't get no kind of satisfaction from my nipples at all. Listen, it's because you're not engaging them. Okay, so the, there's a difference between sensuality and sexuality. Okay, okay. what's the difference? Sen- sensuality is living through all five of your senses: sight, t- sound, touch, taste, all that. 
when you live sensually, it has nothing to do with sex. So when you live sensually, right, you're experiencing life through all five of your senses. So like today, it's a beautiful day outside. When I was coming in, I felt a breeze on my face. There was the, the sun on my shoulder. They felt amazing. Uh-huh. That was a sensual experience for me, but it had nothing to do with sex. Now, when it's time to get sexual, if you experience your life sensually, you will also experience sex through all five of your senses. And so it broadens the experience in a more holistic way. So then you are connected to your entire body. You're connected to your nipples. You're connected to your bald head. You're connected to everything in a different type of way so that you can enjoy it. Pleasure isn't necessarily solely sexual. Pleasure is enjoyment. Yeah. So don't think about it. Oh, I can't bust from that, so I don't feel nothing. I mean, I guess, I, I mean, I guess I, as a man, that's just how I'm thinking. Like, if but, I, you're, but you're not even, as a man, you're not even, you're not even socialized to appreciate your nipples. Right. <laughs> you see, that's what I'm saying. They're feminized. Right, So right. as a man, you're not even taught to appreciate that shit. Yeah, yeah, But if somebody comes along and teaches you to appreciate that shit, you're going to appreciate that shit. <laughs> Trust me. When I tell you, is that why most I see some dudes like I, mostly in California where I used to see mm. guys with their nipples pierced and all that shit? Well, I'd be like, this freaky it, little nigga. It, well, it depends <laughs> because piercings can either increase or decrease sensitivity. If you don't know, if they don't know what they're doing, then you can lose sensitivity in your nipples. Mm. So you have to go to a motherfucker that know what they're doing. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the, the freakiness or the piercings, and the, they just may be more aware of them. It may be one there, you know, in the, on the West Coast, they're topless more, so it's more of adornment. It may yeah, not even necessarily yeah. be for pleasure. Um, but yeah, no, you got to be mindful of your entire body. Your brain is your biggest sex organ, your skin is your second, second biggest sex organ. Yeah. So. And I get that because I know if, for me, if I'm not stimulated mentally, mm-hmm. like, I'm not, like, sex is just. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I'm not, because. I'm, I'm, at the, I'm, at, I'm telling you, I'm at the point where I feel like I've done a lot sexually mm-hmm. in my life, mm-hmm. and now it's about it's mentally for me. Right? You know what I mean? And so when when I guess that's why. So you don't sep- you can't separate love and sex either, man. Can I separate love and sex? Can I separate love and sex? You can't because you had to say it too many times. <laughs> the answer is no. I guess not. I no, guess not now. Now, I, no, no. Mm-mm. In my younger days, it was easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was easy. I'm like, yeah, and that's and I'm just like, because I know like a lot of people during this quarantine, mm-hmm. right? They probably had a lot of sex when they first started, mm-hmm. and now it's probably dwindling down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you, as a married couple, how do you keep that that sexual fire like y'all just met? First, you, know you have to let go of feeling like you have to keep that fucking fire going. That pressure of feeling like you have to keep the fire going is going to put the fire out. It's going to change it to feel like a job. It's something you have to do, not something you get to do. Uh, and that's a pressure that we put on ourselves. So, you know, it's a social pressure. Oh, we're married. We have to keep, you know, we have to keep the, the fires burning. And I, Listen, you got bills. You got babies. You got responsibilities. You got mortgages. You got all kind of shit that's also in your mental space when it comes to and the pressure of maintaining a happy, air quotes, relationship. A happy, a successful relationship is whatever works for you. So there's no minimum amount or maximum amount to be having sex in a week for a healthy couple or a healthy relationship. There's, there's none of that. We do that to ourselves. I don't know where this pressure comes from. But once you let go of the pressure of feeling like you have to keep that fire together, mm-hmm. 
it frees you to be able to keep that fire together. Uh, it doesn't okay. feel like you can make that mind shift from something I have to do to something I get to do. Gotcha. And again, connecting to yourself more sensually, connecting to your partner more sensually, experiencing sex sensually and sexually. You know what I'm saying? Just un- unlearning and reframing. Just because you've been fucking for 30 years doesn't mean you know all there is to know about fucking. Right. And even for your own body and your own pleasure. You can masturbate. People do not masturbate or they don't admit that they masturbate because the narrative around masturbation is that I, I got somebody to fuck on so I don't need to masturbate anymore. Hmm. I masturbate. I do. I mean, like, you, and you should. <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah. masturbation makes you a better partner. Does because it? Because it helps you connect to your pleasure and what you like. So then you can communicate it to your partner. Yeah. Because, like, I have male clients that have sex with women that say they can tell the difference between a girl that masturbates and a girl that don't. Because she's connected to her pleasure. She's not as uptight. She's more relaxed. She's more connected to the orgasm. It's not about the, the, the orgasm is the goal with women that well with people that don't masturbate typically the orgasm is the goal whereas the pleasure the journey to the orgasm should be the goal you see what i'm saying and when you masturbate you learn what feels good to you in addition to getting that orgasm you also experience different things along that journey to help to know what you like and then you can communicate that to your partner and part of that communication builds up another layer of intimacy because you're communicating in a way you know, that you don't know, like, every day you don't. It's only during this time when we communicate in this way. Yeah. So it's not, if you you have to remove that pressure of feeling like, well, because I'm married and, you know, married has a bad rap and people get <laughs> bored and sex is boring when you're married and blah, blah, blah. You have all that in the back of your head while you're doing it. Mm. And it weighs down everything else you're trying to do. So relieve that little pressure. And then you get back to the you fun get back, sex. Yeah, because you can enjoy it then. Yeah, it's yeah. like when you're trying to conceive and you're having sex on a schedule. It takes the fun out of the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you can even you can even have a mental schedule. I say, if so let's say you are really just hell-bent on how much sex I should have in a week as a married person or a cohabitating person or whatever. I saw somewhere this lady was like, oh, I don't let 48 hours go by. If, four, if two days have been by and we ain't had sex, then I go ahead and, and initiate sex. Okay, that's cute. I don't know what else you got going on in your life that you got this kind of time. <laughs> right. So I say 72 hours. So that's like something, if you want to like jumpstart, every 72 hours. If you ain't had sex in 72 hours, initiate. And that that doesn't matter which part of the couple you are. If you're the male, the female, the female, the female, the male, the male, whoever, what kind of relationship you're in, keep a mental calendar. If you if this is If this is your thing, if you just can't let it go and you can't let that pressure go, keep a mental calendar of 72 hours. And if you haven't had sex in 72 hours with your partner, initiate sex. Because what happens, too, is in hetero relationships, women don't initiate as often as men do, typically, on the whole. And um, they want to know how they can have more sex. Well, you have to initiate the sex you want. Because in that instance, men and women are very much the same, is that we all want to feel desired. Yeah. So if men have to do all the work to initiate the sex, they're gonna it's gonna get old to them, and they don't feel wanted because you're never starting it. Right. So if that's the case, again, if you are hell bent on this amount of sex that you should be having, get a mental counter of seventy two hours and initiate. And it'll also help you initiate more too if you're not. And let me ask you that. It, I don't know if it's a myth or or what, but I always understood like women's sexual peak. 
happens later in life, mm -hmm. whereas men is decreasing in life. Is that true or is that a myth? Well, it was true at a certain point. I don't know how true it is now because people are living longer, people are um, healthier, or if they're not healthy, they're connected to doctors that help them. You know, there's erectile difficulty, drugs, and all kinds of stuff like that, too. So I really don't know how accurate it is now. Okay. But in general, the older women get, the better we get. Uh. Because we get more confident in ourselves. We give less of a fuck about what society is telling us about our bodies and how our hair should look and all these other things. And the more comfortable you get with yourself and the skin you're in, their confidence builds. And the biggest, sexiest thing on the planet is confidence. Yes. So what's really happening is our confidence is building as we're becoming more comfortable with ourselves. Uh. Not necessarily our sex drives. It's just like an after happy accident uh okay okay right? yeah, and then with yeah. men you guys socially your virility is always focused on the youth right the youth of manhood and so that's why your confidence is highest when you're young yeah. and dumb and don't know better yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then what happens is as you start to learn the limits of your you know yourself and your capabilities because men are not taught to have limits y'all aren't socialized to have limits and then when you get a little older you realize you actually do have those and yeah. it kind of <laughs> Unfortunately, it kind of it decreases your confidence a little bit. And so indirectly, that's what, so it, it's how it shows up. There's a lot of psychology in the way sexuality shows up for folk. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, no, it's true, but okay. it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's true, but. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. So, yeah, no. It's, what, are the, what other toys you got in there that you said? I don't yeah. have everything I sell in this bag. Okay. This is just my go bag. I just threw some. What is your hottest item? Tootsie. Tootsie? If I tell you I go through. So far in 2020, I have sold at least 500 Tootsie. Goodness gracious. At least. Goodness gracious. At least. So. And that, that helps the men and the women, right? In the yeah, it's for everybody. Yeah. Everybody. And, and if your partner travels a lot, <clears throat> Tootsie is great. I have one couple that have two Tootsies because he travels a lot. So he'll use, like, when they have phone sex or Skype sex or something like that, he'll have Tootsie with him, and she'll have a toy with her. So it adds a layer to the distance, right? Which is good now with corona and everything. People can't, people that are in long-distance relationships can't necessarily travel as easily to each other, etc. So that's great. But then, when you use it on your partner at home, and then they travel with it, they think about when you were using it on them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So again, it just adds a layer of intimacy. So sex toys are not the enemy. Sex toys and accessories are a way for people that are fucking each other to communicate in a different way. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just adds a layer. And if your partner is into toys and they don't feel like they can tell you about their the fact that they like toys, then it's going to drive a wedge between y'all because it's something that they can't talk to you about. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't even know. I got to pull out all the things. <laughs> I have so many things in here. I got penis pumps in here. I got... Now here's here's something that I think um, I talked to some of my homeboys about, and it's like the 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 orgasm, the major orgasm for guys mm -hmm. is through their rectum. Uh huh. Now, me as a as a heterosexual man, mm -hmm. I don't like nobody playing with my booty. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't like I don't like no fingers. I don't like nothing. Mm -hmm. But they were like. You gonna get the best orgasm? I'm like, I don't want the best orgasm. I'm cool you with just. 
Yeah, I'm cool with the just. Yeah, I'm cool with the regular one that I'm getting. You know what I mean? I, I don't need like what I'm getting so far is is good with me. You know what I mean? Well, so here's the thing <clears throat> with that. So yes, uh, the male G spot is in the anus. Uh-huh. That has nothing to do with you being heterosexual or not. If you're experimenting with your your prostate or your your male G spot, right? Uh-huh. So um, that's all about physical response. Pleasure is about physical response. So people think, oh, you know, he, he want me to put a finger in his booty when I suck his dick, or he want me to put a, a strap, a peg on, like a little strap on, a little bit of peg, and, and put it in his booty or whatever. If you're if you're a man and you're asking a woman to strap up and put something in your ass, you're still straight because you're asking a woman to do it. It's the sensation of your ass being played with. That has nothing to do with your orientation. Orientation is you a grown ass man, and you see another grown ass man walk down the street, and you go, damn, he could get it. So- you see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 Attraction yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is orientation. The physical shit, what people do to each other, is not an orientation. It does not make you gay. First and foremost. I wish I was mature enough to really get that. But you heard me. Yeah, I heard you. It may you can understand it. I can understand it. Because I feel like if a woman does anything to my booty, mm-hmm. I feel a little kind of I feel some kind of like So what about if you're doing something to her booty? I know that's all good. Oh, okay, but it's that's just the booty. Good. It's all good. It's the same. It's the same. I don't know. It is the same. So here's the thing: it's a <laughs> physical. It's the physical response to okay. stimulus. Your anus being stimulated is a physical response. It doesn't. The the orient the gayness comes in with who's doing the stimulating. So okay. Now, if you're gay okay. and you trying to not be gay because of the church or whatever. And you want you get a woman and you want her to strap up and fuck you in the ass because you're really gay and you're trying to find that that's something different. But if you're a hetero, if you identify as a heterosexual man and you're curious about you know exploring your anus, that is not gay. Okay. Because it's just physical response to pleasure. Okay. That's the same thing with people that are abused and things like that. They feel like well I must have liked it because you know I I got hard or I got wet or whatever that's not the case that's a physical response to pleasure it's completely different than your orientation and what your desires are gotcha so you have to we put ourselves in these little bitty boxes especially black men and I'm not gonna say you put yourselves there but there's a such a narrow definition of black manhood that anything that steps outside of this imaginary narrow ass definition is automatically gay and apparently that's the worst fucking thing you can be on the planet is gay and it's not yeah no it's so much worse shit you could be yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so much worse shit you could be absolutely and so i think that we have this narrow definition of masculinity that does not allow allow our men to experience pleasures that they probably would enjoy because they're adhering to this narrow definition definition of masculinity now your preference may not to have your ass played with Mm -hmm. that's okay too yeah (laughs) because honestly honestly being a sexologist people think i'm hanging from chandeliers and doing all kind of shit and then and my ass is the line in the sand Mm. like i don't want your mouth on it i want your hands in it i want your dick in it i don't want don't touch my asshole i got a problem and i'm not touching nobody else's assholes either and luckily my partner is not down for the shit he says too tight on his dick he don't like that it's like too tight in a bad way yeah yeah. (laughs) so but i was like listen bro if you ever decide you do want some asshole we're gonna just go find you a bitch that's gonna give it to you because Goody's gonna outsource that one, fam. I'm not, <laughs> I, I tried it. You know, I say don't. You know, you gotta. I feel like you do have to try it to say you don't like some shit. But I definitely have tried it enough and don't like it. Yeah, and can say no, nah, fuck all that. Yeah, and I feel, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I, I, I maybe just be my own feelings, but I feel like white people are more sexually free. Nope. Than black people, they just talk about it more than we do. 
Is that it? They just talk about it more. Because white people be, I, to me, white people do like more freakier shit. Like what? What? Because okay, so here's the thing ahead. too. Because the concept of freaky is relative. Okay. Just like the context, the con concept of uh, normal is relative. The concept of expensive or 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 cheap is relative. Like it's normal for me to come home and put all these sex toys in my sink and leave them there, <laughs> and my son be like, "Mom, I can't wash the dishes till you get your dicks out the sink." That's normal at my house. That's not normal mm. at nobody else's house. Right. It's subjective <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? So when you think about freaky. That's subjective because no mouth, no marriage. If you're not eating pussy, we can't even go on a date. Like, no. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Some yeah, people yeah. that's freaky. Eating pussy is freaky? What what decade is this? Yeah, no, no. What grade not. are we in? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. now these ki- the kids are like, if you're not eating ass. Yes. So, and that's not freaky to them. That's standard. It comes with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like a burger with lettuce and tomatoes. It comes with it. So here's what I call freaky then. Okay, thank you. What, I call, what I call freaky is uh, kind of like this. Like I, I got a, I got a friend, right? Mm-hmm. He met a white couple at a, at a club, uh-huh. and they took him home, uh-huh. and he, he fucked both of them. Uh-huh. Well, no, 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 he didn't fuck both of he them. He fucked the wife and the husband. Watch. Yes. Uh-huh. And I'm like, nigga, like, and they okay with that? Uh-huh. Like, and I don't know in the black community, or at least the people I know. There you go. <laughs> There you go. And I, I appreciate that caveat yes. because lived experience is not definitive; it's informative. Mm. So you because you, you can't say well I don't know you know it ain't a thing it is just because you ain't seen it I yeah, ain't never yeah. seen a million dollars but I know it's real yeah 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 true true so people I know I'm like I don't know nobody who would do this if you did you don't know that because they're not gonna tell you they're not comfortable enough they're not gonna come tell you oh yeah well, you know this dude was fucking the shit out of my wife last night man he would he would give it to a fa- like that's not gonna happen uh. if you do know motherfuckers that are down for that shit you don't know that they're down for that shit. Oh, uh, okay. My dad was a cuck. What's a cuck? I'm sorry, not a cuck. He was the, oh, is the stud or, a, anyway, a cuck is the one that's watching. My dad was doing the fucking, but mm. a cuck is called cuck holding, and that's when a husband sits back or a male partner sits back and watches his female partner be fucked by somebody else, specifically a black person. Um, it's race play, and it's called mandingo. So the the cuck <laughs> is the person who actually Watch. watches. Uh-huh. See, and, and he I'm, gets off on it. He's probably beating off in the corner. He gets off on watching his wife get fucked by somebody else. Now, does it have to be? Can you? Does it have to be the person that you're in a relationship with? Because I like watching sex. That makes you a voyeur. It's a cuck if it's the if it's your bitch. Oh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Other than that, you just watching. It's voyeurism. Okay, okay. But a cuck <laughs> is when you actually are watching and are excited by your partner having sex with someone else. Yeah, to me that's freaky. To me, okay. <laughs> to me that's a little, that's a little much. I don't know. To me, isn't it? And, and, and that's the thing yeah. because, and that's every sexual ethic is different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That might be okay for some folks. It may not be okay for some other folks. Ah, uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, when yeah. I back when I was pimping, which is what I refer to my single periods of life because I'm retired now. Okay. Um, <laughs> but back when I was pimping, I used to unicorn. I used to be a unicorn. Which what? what yeah, you got to break these terms down. These are new terms for okay. me. You so a unicorn is the third party in a threesome. The third party in the Assuming threesome. Assuming that it's a couple and a third party. Oh, okay. So if it's a threesome, there's just three people that's fucking that nobody's attached to anybody. That's one thing. Okay. That's more of an orgy. But threesome is when a couple invites in a third party. And the unicorn is the third party. Oh, okay. I would never have a threesome with someone I planned on keeping. You wouldn't? No. Uh, why is that? Um, 
because I'm not that evolved. If 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 you do something for that bitch that you don't do for me, if you make a sound that I ain't never heard before, yeah, yeah, we got a goddamn problem. Oh, you like that? Oh, you, oh, that's where you at with it. You like that shit, huh? That's what you're doing. That's what we. That's what we doing. I'm not, and I know that about myself. Yeah, yeah. And I know that sex is not ownership. I know that love is not ownership. But I also know that I am not in a place where I can see my partner enjoying another bitch more than he enjoys me. Now, he can enjoy that bitch, but yeah. he can't enjoy her more. I yeah. have to be the favorite. That is my line in the sand. And so I don't need to bear witness to the shit. Like, if I'm in an open relationship and we have other partners, that's cool. But I don't need to be there for that. Yeah. Uh, I ain't okay. built for it. Now, I come in and fuck y'all and go home. And y'all figure that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah. but that's, yeah. not, my, that's yeah. not my ministry, as yeah. it were. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, show me these toys that we got out. What what are what are these? Okay, so this one's one of my favorites. Now I can't find the remote control to this, but I'm gonna show it to you anyway. Okay. Now this one is a purple passion cock ring, and it's a cock ring. So it goes down on the penis like this, and this part vibrates. So mm. it's like a love saddle. So it incentivizes her to get all the dick. So this stimulates the clitoris, and if you're hitting it from the back, you just turn it around, and this will stimulate the clitoris, and you'll get a little bit of vibe on the balls as well. Now, mm, okay. I like this because it's a very versatile sex toy. So you can also just put your fingers through the cock hold and have it like this. Mm-hmm. And she can use it on herself. She can use it in addition to oral sex on your penis. She can jiggle the balls with it. You know what I'm saying? She can use it on herself. It's two inches, so it could be a G-spot stimulator and penetrate the vulva into the vagina. Um, it's great for any type of sex. If it's two men together, two women together, whatever. This is a very versatile toy. And I love it because it is waterproof. So for all my squirters out there... If you're not a squirter, you can be. But for all my squirters out there, it's waterproof. It is body-safe silicone, so you can just wash it with soap and water. And um, it does not have batteries. It, this little tip right here is it has a pin charger that it just charges up. And I'm going to turn it on. Here. That's just the first setting. Oh, shit. That's yeah. just the first one. Yeah. You, just, you push the buttons on the back, it'll change setting. Can you elaborate on? Sorry. No, go ahead. What's your question? What's your yeah. question? Oh, no. What, no, what's the, what was the question? So everybody here. So I said, if you're not a squirter, you can be. And so she wanted me to elaborate on that. Oh, okay. Quick. So I can definitely do that. And I'm teaching a squirting and orgasm workshop on Sunday, not next Sunday. So if you go to askgoody.com, the O, squirting and orgasm workshop, it's only 20 bucks. <laughs> so when it comes to squirting, <laughs> I'm telling you. So when, but, it, but it feels good in your hand, though. Yeah, right? it does. And imagine that, having that in your hand and some pussy in your hand. Shit. Now, how do you, I'm trying to, how you press and hold to turn it off. No, no, no. I'm trying to change it. I want to just push it. Just keep pushing it. It'll change. It has pulses and everything. Ah, okay. Yeah. So with the squirting, so every woman that was assigned female at birth has the physical capability to squirt. Mm, Let me say that again. Every woman that was assigned female at birth has the physical capability to squirt. Now we know all women were not assigned female at birth. So we're just going to skip over that. Um, <clears throat> but if you were assigned female at birth, then you have the skein's gland, which is the gland that helps you squirt. So you have the physical capability to do so. But think about it like a six-pack, right? Everyone has abdominal muscles, but everyone doesn't have a six-pack, six pack, right. okay? So you have to connect to that part of your body and connect to that part of your pleasure. So if you're having sex that you enjoy, Keyword enjoy. Uh-huh. Nine is ten thirty, and here he come with his bullshit. And he know you got your bedtime is eleven o'clock, <laughs> and you gonna go on and give it up so you can go to bed in peace. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. If you're having sex that you enjoy and you feel like you have to pee, it's not pee. 
Just relax mm. and let it go. It's physiologically impossible for an aroused human to urinate unless they're dealing with some incontinence issues, and even then it's going to hurt. So think about it like this. As a person with a penis, the erection you get to take a piss and the erection you get to have sex with are two different erections, are they not? Yeah. So can you have sex with a urinary erection? No. Right. Yeah. Female body is the same way. Uh, it's the same tissue. It's just arranged differently. So the reason it feels like you have to pee is because it's the same muscle groups. It's coming from the same area, and it's coming out of the same hole. Uh, but what happens is the water from the, blat- from the body is held in the bladder. It doesn't become urine until it mixes with the impurities from the kidneys. It's just water. Uh, so the, the path for squirt is bladder, skin's gland, urethra. The path for pee is bladder, kidneys, urethra. So think about it like a soda fountain. They have all the CO2 is in one place. Depending on what button you push, it goes through and picks up that, and it becomes flavor. that flavor. Mm. Same thing. So it's not a, like a concentration type thing? No, nope, it's not. It's not at all. Now, if you are not hydrated, if you're not drinking enough water, it's going to be harder for you to squirt. And if you are a squirter, you're not squirting as much as you could be if you were properly hydrated. But also, um, I've heard you know, people say, oh, it's pee because it's got trace amounts of urea in it. Well... It has trace amounts of urea in it because it's coming out of the urethra, which is where urine comes from. But that's like if I take a straw and I drink Jack and Coke out of this cup, and then I put it in my water cup and drink the same straw, it has trace amounts of Jack and Coke in it, but that'll make it Jack and Coke. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Also, male ejaculate has traces of urea in it as well, if we just want to jump on that wagon and say that's why we're scared of it. <laughs> I, heard it I heard it's good for your skin, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's is not- oil of Olay. <laughs> so is Cetaphil. Yeah, get you some, skin. get you some, some Dr. Bronner's. I don't know. Oh, okay. it, it is in theory. It is because of the proteins and things. But you know, just go to the store and buy some. Buy, buy some regular <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, um, are you done with your toys? Oh yeah. No. So that was the cock ring. Okay. This is the remote bullet. Now, the remote control is in my bag somewhere. It's just gone. Okay. It works. This works up to 50 feet. Um, and the bullet has, the remote control charges, and it has, that's how you control the vibrations of the bullet. It has a flared end, so you can insert this vaginally or anally. Mm, Depends okay. on how you're going to do it. But if you use it anally, it's an anal toy from now on. You can't put it back in your pussy. Right. right. Okay. Let's be clear. <laughs> um, but I sell this. As a couple's accessory, because if she puts this in her body and then she wraps up the remote control in a little box and sits in your lap and gives you the box and you open it and you see a remote control, you're going to start pushing buttons. Right. And then you, she's going to start vibrating in your lap. Right. And then you'll be like, oh, wait, this is connected to that. So y'all can run around, go on a date, do whatever you want to do. It's also great for oral sex because she can have this in and you could be playing with the buttons while she's giving you head. So wait, wait. Do it. Say that again. If your wife is sucking your dick, right? Uh huh. You can have this. In, she can have this inside, and you can have the remote, and you can be pushing the buttons while she's sucking your dick. So what's going to happen is she's receiving pleasure while she's performing pleasure. She'll start to equate the two and have an operant conditioning response to the stimulation, her stimulation, and your stimulation, and it's like a Pavlovian conditioning to reach orgasm while performing oral sex and i tell Uh. every human being that i meet if you have not reached orgasm from performing oral sex your life is incomplete that is the fellas that is the ladies that is every human in between Uh. if you haven't come with a pussy in your mouth your life is incomplete if you have not come with a dick in your mouth your life is incomplete oh wow okay 
I need to complete my life. You need to complete your life. And I, <laughs> look, and I and I have workshops for that. Yeah, I need so because so Goody Palooza is next weekend. I'm calling it Goody Palooza. That is my weekend of workshops. Okay. So Friday, Friday night is the lick workshop. That's the blowjob class. Um, Saturday during the day is the lip service, which is the cunnilingus workshop. That's the pussy eating class. Okay. Saturday night is rideology. That is my partner on top workshop. So if you are riding dick with your pussy, if you're riding dick with your ass, or you rubbing two pussies together, this workshop is for you. And then on Sunday, we are doing squirting and orgasm. It's called O. It's a squirting and orgasm workshop because there are over 13 different kinds of orgasm. So I talk about squirting. I talk about the other types of orgasms and how to connect and achieve them. Okay. Okay. Give the dates again because this gonna this gonna come out Tuesday. Okay. So give the dates. So it's July seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth. And if you go okay. to askgoody.com, all of the stuff is there. You can go to um, askgoody.com. The lick thing is there. You can click events to see the other workshops. If you go to um, Instagram and go to the link in my bio, all the workshops are there that you can click on. The most expensive. They're all like fifteen, twenty-five dollars or so. Um, the most expensive one is the lick workshop. Because there's a ticket where you can get a dildo drop ship to your house. So, because it's blowjob class, you need a dick yep. to practice on. Um, so, the tickets are 25 without a dildo and 45 with a dildo. But the dildos have already shipped. Because mm-hmm. I had some international shipments, too. So, the international dildos went out on Tuesday. And uh, domestic dildos went out today. So, the only ticket available now is the $25 ticket. Okay. Okay. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Now... Here's something because I caught um, I caught one of your lives, right? Okay. And <laughs> I heard you say something that was so profound to me, and I was like, I want her to expand on that, because I heard you say you were queer, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I want you to break that down for because people like me who's not in that world, the only reference that I have mm-hmm. about queer is from Dave Chappelle, his little his comedy special, uh-huh. right? So I want you to break down exactly what queer is. That's uh, pretty much it. It's like an umbrella term, right? So it's not gay or straight or whatever it's an umbrella term meaning that i'm not heterosexual okay i'm not exclusively heterosexual i personally am pansexual and pansexual means that i am attracted to all genders of people i'm attracted to the spirit of a person okay so i have been with a trans person i've been with a a gay person a non-binary person like i've been in relationships with people that were not necessarily heterosexual men okay um but i am very much heteroromantic in the sense that I prefer romantic relationships, long-term relationships, to with men. Mm, okay. Right. Heteroromantic. Right. Okay. So, um, like, men are homoromantic as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Homo- homoromantic meaning same same gender, uh, romantic. So I and I say men are hom- homoromantic, and I'm gonna explain to you, and you're gonna be like, yeah, it's fucked up, but it's true. So your homeboys, ride or die, day ones, fuck with them. Can't nobody tell you shit about your boys. You trust your boys. You go to your boys about advice. You listen to them. Y'all listen to each other. Y'all fellowship. Yeah. You don't ride like that for your chick, though. Unless it's your wife. You're not riding like that for your bitch. You're only riding like that for your homeboys. Yeah. That's that's gay as shit. <laughs> yeah. It's homo-romantic. Okay. You okay. value those relationships in a way that you don't value your hetero relationship. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's homo-romantic. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah. Okay. And then what I what I heard you say on the uh on the live that you said that um that the LBGTQ community uh-huh. it was um damn, what did you say? You said it was a protest before it was a parade. Correct. Now ex- explain that because I don't it, I it made sense, but I was like 
When was it ever a protest? I don't remember that. You, when, it was when, before you were alive, probably. Okay. And um, me too, but it was whatever. <clears throat> no, actually, I think I was alive. Anyway, um, so the Stonewall riots, basically. So Pride was a parade, but it was a riot because what was happening is there's a part of San Francisco Stonewall. Well, New York. I don't know where it's Stonewall. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Stonewall is where there were lots of gay clubs and things like that. And the police, because it was, it was against the law back then to be gay, so the police would raid these places and then blackmail the people that they caught in those places to let them go. And so it was messing up, like, the people, the money of the business owners and the sex workers and all these other things. And so uh, a woman named Marsha P. Johnson, who was a black trans woman, mm. organized this protest about the way they were being mistreated, about that way their community was being mistreated by the police. And it was like, we are here, we exist, we are humans, we have rights, this is bullshit. That's what pride was. We are oh. proud to exist, we are proud to be who we are. You're not, we're not gonna let you shame us into being anything else. You're not gonna get to blackmail us, you're not gonna get to come down here and raid us and all this bullshit. And it was organized by black, trans, and bi and queer women. Mm. And so once again, black women swoop in and save the motherfucking day. And so Pride started as a protest. Like, people always want to uh, correlate Black Lives Matter and Pride. And in a sense, they come from the same thought process of we have a right to exist, we matter. Okay. That's how Pride started. We have a right to exist, we matter. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And it, so it was a protest before it was a parade. And now the parade still has those political undertones, but it's not just rainbows and glitter. It is absolutely, we have rights. We deserve to exist as human beings. There are way worse things that you can be than gay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people want to conflate uh, social de- sexual deviance and pedophilia and you know being a minor attracted person and all of that shit to being gay. And those aren't the same things. Those are very, very, very different things. And so people that don't understand or know or think they know anyone that's, that is in that community mm-hmm. rail against that shit so hard, but they have no idea. And what they're doing is showing the people that are in that community that they do love that they're n- you're not a safe person for me to talk to about it. Because mm. people are like, I don't know no gay people. No, you just don't know you know no gay people. Right. Because they don't feel safe to come to you and let you know who they are. Yeah. And I thought it, I thought it was a... Um a good transition. I don't even know what you call it a transition, but the the Black Lives Matter movement that's mm-hmm. going on, where the it feels like the Black LBGT community has joined in with the BLM movement and kind of make it like a cohesive thing. Like instead of just saying Black Lives Matter, it's like all Black Lives Matter. So they haven't joined in. They haven't. What happened is Black Lives Matter means all Black Lives Matter. Right. They didn't join in. Black people been here. Black people been gay, queer, trans, all that shit. What happened was people that jumped onto the BLM movement, the black folks that jumped into the BLM movement, often muted the voices of queer and trans black folk mm-hmm. when they want to say, when they're, when they're saying, well, you know, black trans women are being murdered at ridiculous rates and no one's talking about it. Where's, where's BLM for that? BLM was there for that, but the people that were the people that jumped on because they recognized that it's important weren't including the the black voices of people of trans experience, the black disabled folk, black queer folk, black you know none of that. It was just when people say Black Lives Matter, they mean all 
Black Lives Matter. So if you say Black Lives Matter and you don't include, you're not, you don't mean gay folk too. Yeah, you don't yeah. mean trans folk too. You don't mean disabled folk too. Then you don't really mean Black Lives Matter. You mean some Black Lives Matter. Uh, so it's not a co-op. It's not a join in. It was always, right. always. Okay. So, but I thought it was because it was started was, by black lesbians any any yeah. damn way. Come on, B. It was started by black lesbians. Yeah, you talking about BLM? Yes. Yeah. So you know, no gay folk didn't co-op or join in. They was always there because I thought it was I thought it was dope that I know well, I've seen some pictures online mm-hmm. where it was like when they just painted the Black Lives Matter, uh-huh. somebody went and put like a rainbow oh, all uh-huh. in front of it. And I was like, okay, they making the, the, it, the we distinction. We have to make it clear. Yeah, that it was, it's not just no, it has to heterosexual be, people. Yes. But it's all. It's all. And it's always been that way. But I think that we do have to make that distinction because I think black folks forget that gay folks exist in black communities. Yeah. And so... If that's what has to happen for motherfuckers to get it, then that's what's the, what has to happen. Because honestly, of all in the last few years, black trans women have been murdered at dumb, dumbass rates. And sometimes we don't even know that they've been murdered because the coroner's um, write mail mm. on their on their shit, right? So then, so of half of all the black trans women that have been murdered, half of them been murdered in Texas, and of the half that have been murdered in Texas, more than half have been murdered in Dallas. Really? We just had one young lady, 22 years old, murdered last week. What was her name? Oh, God, I can't remember because I'm, I'm so, it just, it hurts my heart so much. And I'm, a, I'm an empath. So yeah. I can't really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I know it and I just be like, ooh, I can't, I can't. It's too much trauma. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, man. So, it, yeah, it's not co-opted. It's just, it's, we're, we're reminding folks that all black lives matter. Yeah. Okay, and I, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I wonder why, and I know in black communities why some black people don't see like all the LBGT community because I feel like to me I feel like that whole movement the LBGT community mm-hmm. is was started by some white man you know what I mean mm. and I feel like the white man is because. Even anytime somebody like in the public that gets that gets ridiculed or gets like uh, get bashed by the LBGQ community, it's always ha- it's always a white person, a white male that's actually behind somebody like with the Tracy Morgan thing. Like I don't know if you remember that, but he did a joke on stage a while back saying, "If you could take a dick, then you could take a joke," right? Mm-hmm. And it was a, to a white guy, and they was trying to counsel him. And he get mm-hmm. rid of Tracy Morgan, and it was because he was talking to a white guy. But anytime when it is a black male or a black female that are either are trans or gay, whatever, it's really not that big of an outrage when somebody when something happens to them. And that's why I feel like that whole movement, the LBGTQ community, mm-hmm. is really it's only backing the white male or female that's in that community. It doesn't really transfer to, to get the same outrage. Yeah. When it happens to somebody, yeah. and that's why I'm, I be kind of like, should I ride for that, or should I just be like, you know, focus on the black people that's in that community? You can focus on the black people that's in that community. I mean, and so it's not. I hear a lot of uh, superlatives always, never, when you're talking to me. And remember, lived experience is informative and not definitive. Okay. Because I'm on the front lines of a lot of that work. Okay. And I'm a black woman. Uh-huh. And a lot of my colleagues are on the front lines of a lot of that work, and we're black as fuck. So we are 
it's a yes and situation. You can definitely, you definitely need to ride for the black folks that are gay and queer and lesbian because we that's that's we don't have black folk riding like that. You know. So what I'm how saying? do I? So how do I separate it then? Because I do want to ride. I do want to ride for you. You, you just for, did. No, I'm saying, but I'm saying like in the. So how do I put it out to the world that I'm riding for the black LGBT community and not the white people that's associated with because I feel like they so, have a privilege that so, so that's black people don't. All black lives matter. Yeah, but I want to I want to make it clear. How is that not clear? Because if if I say all black lives matter, uh-huh. right? I'm including heterosexuals. Uh-huh. I'm including You're including everyone. Right. But everyone. but if I want to if I want to make it clear that I'm writing for the black LBGT community. Uh-huh. Those are the people who I don't want to include no heterosexual anybody. I don't want to include the, Why not? Cuz I'm want to focus on just this group of people. You want to focus on black people that happen to be in the LGBTQ yes. community. And they're black first, are they not? Yes. So all black lives matter includes... See, black lives matter, if you if we, if we look at all black lives matter versus black lives matter. Black lives matter, we're assuming, people assume that it's the the worthy, the people, the lives, the black lives that people deem worthy. Because they say, oh, Candace Owens ain't in black lives matter. Oh, do, does BLM care about Clarence Thomas? Does BLM care about Kanye West? Listen, their black lives matter. Their black opinions don't. Right. But their black lives matter, right? Right. So we when we say all black lives matter, we're saying everybody. Even if the, I'm t- I am pro queen and pro pro ho. Okay. So when I say all black lives matter, I mean the little girl that's twerking on her Instagram. That that's all she know. Her life matters just as much as my PhD multi multi uh, advanced degree ass matters. Yeah, yeah. Our lives are equal because we are both black. So when you say all black lives matter, you are putting the the caveat on all of them. I don't give a fuck what the homeless man, the vet, the the every, every, the con, the ex con, everybody. No matter what they are, because what happens is I'm black before I'm queer. Right. I'm black before I'm gay. You see me, you know I'm black before you know anything about my sexual orientation or gender identity. Right. I'm black first. So when you say all black lives matter, you're saying all black lives matter. It's not, oh, I'm anti-white gay folk. We're not even talking about them because we don't give. They're outside of our purview. We're not even focused on them. You highlight what you love. You don't highlight what you don't. So all Black Lives Matter, that's a very quick way for you to say, this is where I'm at with it. This is what I value. These are the people that are important to me. All of them. All of them. Yeah, but I want to. All I, of them. I, I, hear you, I, hear what you, I hear what you're saying, but I, I want to. Because what happens is when you create that other space to say, I'm all not hetero, not hetero folks, just, you know, I'm just talking about black gay folk or black trans you're again creating another line of division. We don't need more division. All yeah, black lives. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like it's kind of like some white, some heterosexual people, right? Mm-hmm. They, we, I, I'm, I'm going to speak for myself, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes I feel like I have more of a privilege mm-hmm. than somebody who is in the LBGT community that's black, right? Mm-hmm. And so I want to use my privilege mm-hmm. to ride for the other black person. And that's how you person. do it. Because when you say all black lives, somebody going to say, well, what do you mean? And that's when you get to tell them what you mean. Yeah, but I'm not always privy to that information or getting that time to be somebody be able to ask me what you mean. I want to make it clear, look, this is who I'm riding for. The What if, what if we, can we, can we come up with a title where it's like, I'm riding for the BLGBT community. Absolutely. Have you seen the rainbow flag, right? Yeah. You seen the rainbow flag that got the brown and black lines on it? No. Okay. I'll show you the rainbow flag that's got the brown and black lines on it. The brown and black lines are us. 
because the rainbow originally they said you know because your 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 orientation does not protect you from your racism right being right. queer does not protect you from racism so and and the and the lgbt community is very much racial racially divided yeah um and so some black folks in philly added brown and black stripes on the to, back of the on the, the, to, the to the pride to the pride flag okay and that lets them know that we are inclusive of all um and that's why well, i just wanted to make that distinction i think but by making the distinction by removing the distinction you're making the distinction when you say all black lives matter that's what you're saying. That's what the fuck it means. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so I don't. I shouldn't have to. And if I have to explain it to you, that means that lets me know that you don't think that all Black Lives Matter. If I have to explain it to you, then you're not where I'm at with the shit. Yeah, yeah. You see? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. And if you look, it's brown, black, pink, white, and blue. Because pink, white, and blue is a trans trans flag. Because L, G, and B are sexual orientation. T is gender identity. Those are two separate things. Most trans folks are heterosexual. Mm, okay. So, like, if I'm born, if I was assigned female at birth. Yeah. Or, no, if I was assigned male at birth and I transitioned to a female, so now I'm a trans woman. I'm a woman of trans experience. But I still like men. So I'm straight because I'm a woman that likes men. Okay, so if you male at birth, mm-hmm. transition into a woman, uh-huh. and you like men, uh-huh. you, you I'm still. I'm a straight trans woman. Uh, okay. Even if I'm if I'm not pre if I'm pre op post ops, all trans folks don't want ops. You okay. see what I'm saying? Even yeah, if I, yeah. even if I still have my original working parts, I'm still a heterosexual woman because I'm a woman that's attracted to men. men. Okay. And they say, oh well, what about the butt sex, right? Heterosexual women have butt sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So quit worrying about how they fucking because that doesn't matter to you. Yeah. Unless you're fucking them, that's not your business. See now I, I, I'm in the, I'm t- to the point where I'm just like, what you do behind closed doors? Right, it don't matter. Yeah, it ain't no. Like I said, business. it's worse shit to be the gay, right? It's worse shit to yeah. be the trans. It's worse shit to be. If you're a liar, it don't matter who who you fucking at night. You're a liar. Yeah. If you're a thief. It don't matter who you fucking at night. You're a thief. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's your character. Is your character no matter who you putting your dick in? Right. Period. And I think we get lost in feeling entitled to know who's sleeping with who and how and how they're having the sex and all this shit. None of that shit matters. Who you are walking down the street with clothes on every day is what the fuck matters. Yes. And if that person ain't shit, no matter what you no matter what you do at night, you wasn't shit before the before the sun set. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where we get lost. I think we get fucked up. And that's why to me that's why people shit. Being worried about what everybody else doing. Yeah. That's why people shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Black people pretty much we kinda of mind our own business. We got so Until much we other, don't. Yeah, we got so much other shit. Because everybody's running crazy with Will and Jada right now and they entanglement. Yes, you know what I'm saying? What, yes. Give me what you think about this entanglement. <sighs> First of all, <laughs> I think they, I saw the Red Table Talk. I really don't like Red Table Talk, but I watched it because I knew people were going to be asking me about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, they talked a lot and didn't say nothing. That's what I thought, too. Baby, they was tap dancing around what? that shit. So, baby, she was. Sammy Davis Jr. That ball change. She was on it. <laughs> and he was like, I feel like the husband at the, pro, at the, at the uh, press yeah, conference. Because yeah, like you a, are, bro. This yeah. is y'all press conference. You ain't slick. <laughs> so, he looked like he just got finished crying before they, started, before they said action. Yeah. But I think that 
I don't know if she cheated on him with August. I don't know if they were separated. I don't know if they have an open relationship. They said they were separated. They, I know what they said. Yeah, they I said, said I don't know was. because I don't believe that shit. That you don't was, believe it? That was damage control. That shit was so contrived and, and on purpose. It's like, who are you doing this for? Because they don't never, they've never come out and spoken about anything else. Anyway. But now y'all want to come. Yeah. So I, first of all, I'm pissed at August. Because this young Thundercat got him some good pussy and didn't know how to act. And now he out in the streets crying because he got an album coming out and he needs some eyes on him. Yes. I don't respect that. That's yes. not, I, the, the G and me don't respect that shit. That's yeah, not gangsta yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, but then when she couldn't come out and just say, she said, oh, we know there's an entanglement and I helped him. And we, and so basically you prayed on this young man and y'all's trauma bonds brought, it, brought y'all together and allowed this entanglement to occur. Which is some fuck shit. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You can't heal yourself by hurting somebody else. Yeah. So that's a problem. And I feel like they should just come out and say, okay, we have an open relationship. Mind your business. Yeah. It's not embarrassing if you're owning it and you're controlling your narrative, which is what they tried to do, but they did not. Yeah. You know? And so I don't know if she cheated or not. I don't know if they were, se- they, if, if they were separated, technically she cheated, even though they moved apart because they weren't divorced. But like, if you have an understanding, it's not cheating. They don't want to talk about their understanding. Mm. And I think this is something that happened outside of their understanding. Like she, they may have an open relationship or an understanding in their dynamic, but I think this August shit was some shit outside of yeah. the understanding and yeah. agreement. Because that's you know why we was like, I'm gonna get you back, right? And then, <laughs> but she was like, oh, you got me back already, or whatever. But like, yeah, yeah. so I, I really feel like they had, if they have an agreement and an understanding, I do feel like the August Alcina uh, episode happened outside of said understanding. Yeah. And because August Alcina has a huge penis, I think that Will Smith may have been intimidated by that also. You think so? Oh, my God. Will, August Alcina had a lawsuit against him from popping some bitch's cervix. I remember that back in the day. Like, yeah, yeah. like he is a fucking horse. Yeah, so I- <laughs> Will might have been, I don't know what Will's dick is talking about, but August has, like, you know, there are receipts. There's a court case. <laughs> a bitch is not finna sue. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For, for a little a regular degla penis. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. And that's what I was like. Like, August, all the way up to this point, he never said nothing about it. He didn't have no album coming out. And I was like, yeah. That, and I, that's the part I didn't respect. And that's what they you know were saying I mean? in the thing. They were like, oh, yeah, well, but, but, but why now? Why now? Listen, don't worry about that shit. We're talking about y'all's shit. And I think that the people, the, the fact that people are so entitled to what's happening in other people's relationships, specifically celebrity relationships, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And they want to make them goals and do all these other things. What works for you may not work for someone else. Yeah. And, and, and so they have, if they do have an open relationship and an understanding, it worked for them until it didn't. You know, I just, I, the G in me, just, I'm mad at August for all of this because all of this could have been avoided if he yeah. had just shut the fuck up. He'd been quiet. It was four and a half years ago. Yeah, let let the music speak for itself. You know Put it in the song. But but you we want to go and say how soft women are and how women run their run their mouth and how women catch feelings when we out here and how we no no pumpkin <laughs> men catch feelings way faster than women, especially if the chick don't catch feelings too. Yeah, I've had so many people listen. I've had stalkers. <laughs> I've had problems because I'm cool as shit with my clothes on. Yeah. And they be like, oh, man, you know, and they catch feelings. I'm like, oh, that's not what this is. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. Keep the main thing the main thing. Man, you, get yeah. a little, <laughs> you get outside you the get box. Get track here, yeah. bro. Get back in the box, sir. You're out of pocket. Yeah. Hop back in the pocket, bro. You're tripping. Yeah. When I was, da- when I was dating, when I met my husband, I was, I was dating like four other people when I met him. And every time I would meet a guy and we would, you know, connect or whatever and do, be like, I love you, i break up with him. Really? Fuck that. Why? Because... I, my love language is words of affirmation. 
So I don't want to hear I love you. I want to know why you love me. Mm. And when a motherfucker tell you they love you, not only does it change, I don't get, I love how you do this. I love the way this. I love it. I get, I love you. Instead of the why. And it also comes with so many expectations. And the, the, the most common understanding of love is ownership. Mm. I don't do well with that. Uh, you don't own me. Yeah. You're here as a courtesy. Yeah. And so I, I let it go because it, motherfuckers change and shift and want to tell me what I can't wear and where I can't go and who I, that's it. <laughs> that's not how I'm built. Yeah, yeah. Ever. Yeah. And, and that's, my husband is very much an example of that because when I met him, I was like, look, I'm dating other people. You know what I'm saying? I like you, but we're not exclusive unless we had that conversation and that's what we both want. And he was like, I ain't worried about that shit. I'm worried about this shit. And he's the only person that was only worried about this shit because he's so much of a fucking grown motherfucker that he's so confident in himself that he makes space for me to be me and not trip about it. I want to meet him. He's a cold motherfucker. Yeah, I want I want to meet him. That's dope. I want to meet him because I know he probably could bring so much like knowledge to to because most most black men we we just operating off of ego. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And it, you gotta really know yourself, really you be, do. really be secure with who you are to just be like you do. Cause like, and I had like he passes out my cards more than I do. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like I met him, I was doing this when I met him, but I've been with, I've had partners that were cool as long as I was only doing parties for women. Uh. If I had male clients, they had an issue, or you know what I'm saying? And so when I started doing the blowjob class, one dude lost his shit. He was like, "So you finna be out here teaching bitches to suck dick for money?" Yeah. Basically, yeah. That's yes. I just made a thousand dollars last night. Well, how much you make? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I help you? You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, it, it it takes a it takes a dude that's secure in himself, and he's a little bit older than me. He'll be 49 in September, and I just turned 40 in February. Oh, okay. So he's I mean, about nine years older than I am, and I needed a grown up. Yeah. Because there's no fucking way that a man that is not mature enough, and age doesn't dictate maturity, but I needed a partner that was mature enough. To understand that it don't matter who the fuck want me, if you're who I want, you good. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't got shit to do with, they, oh, well, you out here doing it, and everybody thinks this about They can think whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. It's not, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Are they paying? Did they pay the booking fee? Right. Is there, is there a deposit paid? All yeah. right. Yeah. So before we get out of here, I want, because I want you to help my, my, my male uh, okay. listeners out, All right. right? Hey, fellas. So, when it comes to eating pussy, yes, right? yeah. When it comes to eating pussy, yeah. How? What is? It? I don't want to say the fastest way because <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know that's what. That, that's me. what you want to say yeah, is the fastest yeah, way. Yeah. What's the best way to get the woman to actually have an orgasm? Okay. Well, first and foremost, everybody is different. So, a work on one bitch may not work on the next bitch. Just like with dudes, every. They, you know, there's some there's some standard practices. There are best practices, but some shit, you know, everything doesn't work on everybody. Okay. Um, the the quickest tip I always give people that eat pussy is this: kiss the pussy like you kiss her mouth. Motherfuckers uh. want to just zoom in and get on the clit, or just zoom in on the put. Listen, there are lips down there. Mm. Okay, kiss her pussy like you kiss her mouth. I used to be able to tell if, if you can't kiss me, you can't. we can't have sex. We're not ever going to get to that part yeah. because if you can't kiss me, you can't eat my pussy. And again, no mouth, no marriage. And so if you're not eating pussy, we're not even fucking. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not, I don't understand. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you think about, again, sensually versus sexually, 
kiss her pussy like you kiss her mouth. Think about the way her clit feels on your tongue, the way your lips feel against the warmth and wetness of her vagina. Like all these different things, take that into consideration and savor and enjoy the experience. And when you're enjoying it, you fuck around and let a moan out of some shit into her pussy because you're enjoying eating her pussy and it's a wrap. Mm, it's okay. a wrap. Every woman wants to feel delicious. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, it's, yeah. A it's a wrap. It's a wrap. You can do whatever. The, listen, she's like, are you all right? You need, some, you need a sandwich? You want some, <laughs> yeah. some, some mashed potatoes, a little steak, a little Kool-Aid? What you okay. need? And then also you said you mentioned earlier that when you growing up, you were in a uh, sexually. Sex positive. Sex positive uh-huh. household. Mm-hmm. Now, people for parents, right? Because I know my son, he's, he's nine, mm-hmm. and I can already tell he's looking at breasts, and, you know, mm-hmm. he's kind of like. He's probably masturbating already. I, probably so. He'd be in the shower. Nine, He'd yeah, be in the shower a long time. Mm-hmm. So, what, like, how do you, how do you introduce as parents, <laughs> introduce sex, or at least be able to make them comfortable with sex? This is my favorite question. So, I actually have a colleague named Melissa, and she's out of Austin, black woman, and she runs Sex Positive Families. And she's on Instagram, Sex Positive underscore Families. Y'all find her. She has workshops, workbooks, how to talk to kids about porn and sex and all that stuff. But what I need everyone under the sound of my voice to understand, being a sex positive parent does not mean that you're giving your children permission to run amok sexually or to experience sex with other people or any of that. Mm -hmm. Being a sex positive parent doesn't mean you know when to have the talk. Being a sex positive parent means you understand that there is no one conversation that you can have with your child to prepare them. It's an ongoing dialogue. It's the way you run your house. You think you may be a sex positive parent and, oh, they can come and talk to me about sex and all this other stuff. But the comments that you make about other things your kids are paying attention to. I'm sure everyone that's listening to me thinks their children are straight. Mm. We all assume that our children are like us. So we're going to assume that they're straight. Christians assume everyone's a Christian. It's a false assumption. And if you make little snide-ass comments or concern, you know, little shit you say when you watch the TV or something you saw on Facebook and your child is not straight, they heard you. Uh. And you just told them that you're not a safe person for them to talk to about who they are. Uh. So being a sex-positive parent also means that you understand that you are preparing your child to be someone else's partner. And how we show up in our romantic relationships has a lot to do with the way we were raised. Yeah. So it's an ongoing, lifelong journey to be a sex-positive parent. Now, an example is I teach comprehensive sex education for pre-K through senior citizens. Now, y'all like, what the fuck does pre-K sex ed look like? We're not talking about any, any sexual anything. Pre-K sex ed it should happen when they're around potty training age. They need to learn the body parts the real names for all of their body parts and the real names for the body parts that they don't have. So if someone shows them something or something inappropriate happens, they can come tell you correctly what happened. Yeah. Okay. But also, if you see, I saw a video on Facebook and it was like a little line of kindergarten kids and they pointed to how they want to be greeted and the other little child would greet them the way they wanted to be greeted. So they were like a high five or a fist bump or a hug or just a wave. And then they asserted what way they wanted to be greeted and then the adult greeted them that way. So me telling this child saying, I just want a fist bump today. I don't want to hug you. Them choosing how they want to be greeted. And then that adult respecting that choice is sex ed. Mm. You're showing your children that their decision making has power. 
You're showing them that how they want to be treated and them asserting how they want to be treated has power. Don't make your kids hug mama if she if they don't want to. Yeah. Don't make them sit on nobody's lap if they don't want to. If they don't want to give your grandmother a hug and your grandmother's feelings are hurt, take mama aside and explain to her that we are raising our child with autonomy and boundaries. And we don't want to violate our child's boundaries because that you're letting them know that their no has power. Mm, okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It is a lifelong thing. I have a 16-year-old. My son knows about sex. He knows about protection. Um, I, I, I have lots of... Um, condoms and stuff and so i just put boxes of condoms on his bed because he met i, I talked i talked to him about masturbating with a condom on when you masturbate with a condom on it it shows you to connect pleasure and condoms together and it also is a quicker cleanup so you don't have crunchy ass socks and napkins and shit all over your room right yeah, yeah so i don't talk to him about it i just put the condoms in there i give him lube every month we don't have a discussion about it he just that way he's free to do his own thing whether he's doing it or not he has the shit he needs to be successful if I don't even know if my son is sexually active and as a sex positive parenting I'm okay with that because here's the thing I prepared him for success I prepared him for safety you don't want to know why would I need to know I, I, why would see, I, need I, to know? I guess me coming from a parent or from a household where why what, did, what difference about? does it make because I just want to make sure that they safe but I've already prepared him mm, okay he's already prepared he knows how to use condoms he knows what they are he enjoys them Okay. He knows how to use lube. He knows about all of that. We've even talked about pleasure. We've talked about all of those things. He knows what to do. He's prepared for success. Why do I need to know? I've prepared him. I'm trusting that he's going to go out and do whatever he needs to do safely and successfully. Gotcha. So why do I need to know? Gotcha. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll give you an example. My mom, a nurse, she used to buy me pads every time she bought herself pads. Pads, 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 right? I got a whole closet full of pads. I ain't even started my period at this point. <laughs> so... When I was 10, my period started. When I was 12, I ran out of pads. That's how many fucking pads she bought me. She was going to the store, and I was like, hey, can you get me some pads? She's like, you don't need pads. You ain't on your period yet. I said, I've been having my period for two years. What are you talking about? And she was just like, what? Why you didn't tell me? I didn't know I needed to tell you. You prepared me to navigate the shit by myself. You yeah. taught me what I needed to know. I did what you taught me. Why did I need to? I didn't know I needed to tell you. Yeah, yeah. And so she made me go show her my pad because she still didn't believe me. Yeah. But Looking back at that, she prepared me for, for what I needed. She gave me what I needed to know to navigate that. So why would I need to make an announcement if I have everything I need? And so I, she had to trust that I've been trained to do what I'm supposed to do. I trust that my son is prepared to do what he needs to do. Now, if he wants to come talk to me about it, I'm more than willing to talk to him about it. But I'm not going to feel slighted if he's already fucking and I don't know because I prepared him for that. Why would I be mad that he's doing what I prepared him to do? Yeah. It makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So sex positively, when we think sex positive, we just think about the fucking part. We don't think about the social impacts and how that shows up. Damn. If your child isn't straight and they're and they're fucking, they're not gonna come talk to you about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My son, I don't care if he's gay or straight, I just don't want to bring no white girls home. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna front about that. I'm not gonna apologize for the shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't care who you fucking on, just just if she can't bring if they can't use your comb, you can't, can't bring, bring them home. home. Okay. Okay. Leave your website again where they can get all your products, sign up for all your classes, courses. What's the website again? It's askgoody.com. A-S-K-G-O-O-D-Y.com. I'm at askgoody on all social media platforms. And um, my email is askgoody at gmail. Like, again, you can just Google Goody Howard and I'll come up. Okay. 
right, cool. <laughs> Thank you for coming in, Goody. Absolutely. I appreciate this. This has been educational as fuck. <laughs> I told you. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. This, I, I learned a lot you. from this. Yo, man, thank y'all for tapping in. This has been the Tap In Podcast. Make sure y'all hit up Goody uh, website. I'm going to be buying me some uh, <laughs> some stuff my damn self. Just try some shit out. You know what I'm saying? But uh, thank y'all for tapping in. This has been the Tap In Podcast. Holla.